Morning. How is everyone? Fine? Good? Yes? Give me a thumbs up if you're doing okay. If you're not, give me a thumbs up anyway. Good to see you. I, um, <laughs> thanks, Sarah and team, for, for leading us this morning. God is good. Yeah, God is good. Megan has already stolen a bit of thunder. We, I probably should have debriefed her before. To, but I want to start firstly with, uh, I want to tell you how good Friday night was. That here at Rev Youth, uh, we had a dodgeball competition. Now, anyone who's kind of known Rev Youth, we've, we've held an annual dodgeball competition now for, I reckon it would be at least 10 years where we've had a dodgeball comp. But we, we held it in the car park. We had extra temp fencing. But it was just, it was just really fun. Now, have you ever played dodgeball before? We used to play a game similar in primary school, but it's called Poison Ball, and everyone's in the middle, and you throw it. This is kind of two teams, and you're just trying to knock each other out, based a bit on the movie, Dodgeball. Uh, funny movie. Anyway, don't watch it on my recommendation, but funny. But we had, Megan said we had over 40 young people. We had 50 people gathered together on Friday night to play Dodgeball, and it was a night where... Sometimes youth, we, we come and we have like a worship service together, but it was just a night where we, where we hang out, where there's community, where, where kids got to come and feel like they belonged somewhere and got to have balls thrown at their faces. <laughs> uh, but can I just tell you right now, and, and this morning, I, I have an encouragement more than anything else this morning. Uh, uh, we're not pulling apart scripture and, and studying scripture you know, fully this morning, but I have some encouragement for us this morning. And the first bit of encouragement is, can I tell you that I just love our youth team? The guys who turn up every Friday night for young people uh, just love their commitment to it. But do you know that they turn up every Friday night to create a safe place for teens to belong, to have community? Not only that, but our teens get to learn and experience Jesus on a Friday night together. It's not just a knowledge kind of transfer. It's not like he come and we'll teach you a lesson about Jesus. It's actually get to experience Jesus, the inclusive message of Jesus, the message for all. And I know uh, that our teens get to know, right? Our teens get to know that there are adults outside of their family who care for them and who are there for them. And so I want to kind of honour our youth team. There's, there's some Rev youth leaders in the room. So we want to honour you guys. We want to say thanks. We have, this, this is how good some of that team are. We've got a few of them serving in kids ministry as well this morning. And so just, yeah, just love those guys. Love that they just want young people to thrive. So thank you, youth team. Well, Friday night, and dodgeball actually got my mind kind of whirring a little bit, had me reminiscing a bit about fun activities. Do you know what? Megan said there's no injuries, but my right knee since dodgeball, it's just a bit, just a bit swollen. I woke up with this pain in my shoulder too. Anyway, yeah, it's just pure old age. I also copped, I copped a ball right in the face that left my face numb. Oh, anyway, 
Yeah, Aiden got out for that, so anyway. Uh, had me reminiscing about like fun activities and it had me reminiscing about being in youth as a, as a kid or even as a leader as well. And it got me thinking about one of my favourite old school youth activities, which we don't do anymore and I don't even know if it's, there's one set up anymore. But we used to do pretty often outdoor laser tag. Is there anyone... Used to do out outdoor laser tag was was really really fun. Would go up to to Woodhouse to kind of near the near the scout camp, and and you had these like laser guns that would shoot like fifty meters. So it was kind of like you were hiding in bushes. You would jump into prickle bushes and all sorts. Uh, Anarchy would come all dressed in his ghillie suit, and. And you'd arrive, he'd, he'd get out of the bus and you just wouldn't see him for the rest of the night. He'd be up in a tree somewhere. I don't know, Camel. I think he's still there. Um, oh, man, I miss Anarchy. Uh, but, but what you'd do is you'd, you'd have these missions. So there'd be two teams and there were a couple of different missions that you'd do. My favourite was always capture the flag. So each team had a flag and, and your aim, without getting shot too much, was to, to capture the other team's flag and put it back in your base. Used to love, used to love that mission. And we went pretty often. Uh, we'd, we'd go a couple of times a year up to Woodhouse as a, as a youth and it, it, really fun. But I remember being on two very distinct type of teams, right? First, there was the team that just didn't have any idea what the mission was. No, no clue whatsoever. And then there was another team that you'd be on and they understood the mission, right? They understood what the team was supposed to do. Now, the teams that didn't understand the mission, they ended up, can I tell you, they ended up just shooting each other. <laughs> in, in a wild attempt to try and shoot the other team, I wish Joshy White was here because there was one time where I reckon Josh shot me... Oh, 30 times in the back of the head, you know, like just, just wildly shooting. He had no idea what, was, what the mission was. He was just shooting the gun. And you'd end up with chaos. You'd end up with a team that didn't know where to position themselves. They didn't know where to, where to stand. They, they didn't kind of, you know, no formation. They got shot more by the other team. They shot themselves more. Now, my guess is, and my memory is, being in those teams was still pretty fun, right? It was, it was still pretty fun. Even though we didn't know what the mission was, we, it was still fun and it was, you know, everyone, I can tell you, everyone still enjoyed themselves a lot. They, they never won, but they, they enjoyed themselves. But not surprisingly, they never achieved the mission, right? They, they had lots of fun getting together, shooting, but they never achieved the mission, which was to capture the flag. Now, the teams which understood what the mission was, they positioned themselves well on the battlefield, didn't they? They actually, they actually had a bit of a strategy as to how they'd do it, but they worked together. There was far less kind of infighting. They, they didn't shoot each other as much because they knew where each other would be. And they were able to pick off the opposition pretty easily. And most importantly, were able to capture the flag and bring it back to the base. We looked at the people God uses a few weeks ago. We had a three weeks and thanks, oh, four weeks. We Thanks to Jacob, Sarah, and, and Dad as well. 
almost gave dad another heart attack in preparation for that, but he's still here. That's good. Um, But we looked at the person who God uses, right? And can I tell you the spoiler? If you haven't, maybe go listen to SoundCloud or Spotify. The spoiler is that God can use anyone. That God uses sometimes the unqualified. He uses the, the most normal people. He uses people who, who make mistakes. And God uses people who you would never expect. Well, this morning I thought it was a perfect moment to look at what is church here together. When we get a group of people who God might use together, what, what does God do with that? Is that okay? You with me? The sun's shining. It's nice. I'm enjoying it. Uh, So I want to spend a few moments looking at at the idea that church and our church is made for a mission. Uh, And I'm going to look at a very familiar first straight up. It's Matthew 28, starting at verse 16 to 20. You'll know it well. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the ages. Can we pray and let's explore this together. God, you are good. We've already looked this morning, we've already sung about your goodness, but also your grace and your love and your mercy. We thank you uh, that we can meet together as a church. And God, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you prompt us, that you nudge us this morning, that you give us an even bigger dream, an even bigger mission uh, as we meet together. Uh, We thank you because you're good. Holy Spirit, come and help us this morning, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I want us to think about laser tag again. Is that okay? I'm going to stretch this analogy a long way. So you're going to, have to stay, you're going to have to stay with me a bit. Or maybe if you've never played laser tag, maybe just think about the military. Ren, I'm sure Ren's thinking about real military right now. Uh, and having a mission to carry out. You see, I believe that the church has a mission to carry out together. And strange enough, we, we're part of uh, the Salvation Army, a tradition that that started because maybe the church had forgotten its mission a little bit. And so the army was actually birthed because maybe the church had lost its way a little bit and God needed to birth something new to remind us again as to what his mission is for us on earth as a church. And actually, when we forget what the mission is, it's a little bit like that laser tag team, right? It could be fun when we gather together as a church, we may enjoy it for sure. We may have a really good time gathering together. But can I tell you, when we don't know what our mission is, we don't position ourselves well. We become maybe a bit ineffective 
Yeah, it, it is fun to, to get together and do it, but, but what are we trying to achieve together? And the worst case scenario, and I know that some of us may have heard stories or seen it in the past, is that actually when the church doesn't know what its mission is, we sometimes see friendly fire. We sometimes actually see people kind of, yeah, shooting each other. Not figuratively, not literally. Got me. I'm so glad. Now, when we gather together like this, we gathered this morning, who knows that, that the purpose of our church isn't just to get together people for a, a concert on a Sunday morning together, is it? It's not even just to get together for a social outing. That, that's, that's not even what it's all about either. And I'm pretty sure it's not just to get people to join like our club, right? Do we agree with that? Those things maybe make up some of what we do. And some of those things aren't bad. Like, like getting together to enjoy great music, I can tell you that points me to our creator, I know that getting together to, to enjoy each other's company is good too. But that's not our purpose, is it? It's not our, our mission. Our mission, I want to tell you, as this church, but the church globally, is that we want to see people saved. We want to see people healed and, and set free. Can I tell you the only name that can do that is the name of Jesus? In Acts 4, uh, verse 12, it says, There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Jesus, Jesus is the one who saves. So we want to see people saved. We want to see people healed. We want to see disciples made. We just read Jesus kind of last commission to his disciples, was go and make disciples. Our mission as a church is, is for people, for us, to start looking more and more like Jesus every day, to start living out our lives like Jesus did. And the last thing I believe our mission is, is to announce God's kingdom is here. We announce God's kingdom is here and actually that all are invited into God's kingdom, no exceptions. And actually what we then go, if we understand that the message of God's kingdom is here, who knows that we start to live like it's here. We start to see heaven on earth. It's not about us trying to get people's tickets to heaven and then kind of just rest here. We actually want to see heaven invade earth, don't we? We want to see things transformed here. We want to see our neighbourhoods, our world restored. So Jesus gives his disciples a mission, but also uh, we have a very interesting verse right at the start of Jesus' ministry. Luke 4, I'm going to be looking at. And he, uh, I think it starts at, at verse 18. And Jesus stands up in a synagogue and he actually tells the synagogue, what his mission is, what Jesus' mission is. And he says these words, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favour has come. 
We've said it like this for some time now. When we talk about our mission, we want to see people rescued from hell. For eternity, which we know the only name that can do that is Jesus. But also we want to see people rescued from whatever hell they are facing right now. Who knows that when we as a church carry out that mission, it's good news for our city, isn't it? It's good news for our neighbours. It's good news for our workmates. It's good news for our schools. Because who knows that our city needs the good news of Jesus? Not, not us judging our city, but the actual good news of Jesus. The freedom that Jesus can bring. The healing that, that Jesus brings. The invite and the love that Jesus brings. Now, this mission, are you with me so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah good. Uh, this mission Can I tell you, it is challenging, isn't it? When we think about such a big thing, it's a challenging mission. But when that is the target, can I tell you that we work better together? If we know what our mission is, if we know what the target is, we work better together, don't we? Yeah? We know what we're aiming for. Friendly fire doesn't quite happen quite as much when we know what we're concentrating our efforts on. It helps us know where to position ourselves, right? Now, I said the analogy is getting a bit long in the tooth, but laser tag, again, remember laser tag. The mission was to capture the flag. And it required our team to position itself to their strengths across the battlefield. Now, can I tell you, to get the flag you need someone who can run fast, right? Make sense? You work people to their strengths. If we had the slowest person in our team running to get the flag, who knows they would get shot almost every time, right? But that person would have some other strengths, I'm sure. Maybe they were a sharpshooter. You you put them out. Where we position ourselves... We can, we can focus on where our position is better if we know what the target is. Rather than us, the only focus as a church is being on the same place at the same time, we actually focus on where the best outcomes can come from, where we can see the best mission happen. So let me just say first up, our gatherings together. Who loves gathering together on a Sunday? This is a time where we, we get to refocus on who Jesus is. There's something powerful about us getting together at the start of our week. And I liken it again to that moment just before the round starts. I told you I'm using it the whole time. Where the team is together and we talk about what our job is to do, what our mission is. And actually, as we leave our gathering, that's where we get to carry out the mission. Am I making sense at the moment? Our mission is to our week. I love coming together. This is a powerful time where we encourage, we build up, we learn, we include, we invite. We see healing happen here. But do you know what? 
our mission as a church involves us living it out during our week. We get to carry out the mission of the church as followers of Jesus in our own spheres of life, in our work life, with our friends, our hobbies, our sports, our schools. This morning, I want you to know this. As a church, it's people who carry out the mission. It's not our programs. It's people who carry out the mission. This week, again, I said Megan spoiled a lot for me, but this week we celebrated something pretty special. A ministry of this church that wasn't started by a leadership group getting together saying we should do this. It wasn't a boardroom idea, but it was started by someone who wanted to live out the mission of this church in their sphere of influence. Rev Minis turned one on Monday and, and, and Megan said we had 62 people come and join us on Monday to celebrate. And over the course of a year of that ministry being here, that we've had over 150 different individuals come to Rev Minis. 150 individuals, that's, that's including kids and, and parents, who, who have experienced some sort of community, who've experienced some belonging, who probably have drunk a cup of coffee that says on it that God loves them, who have got to have conversations about normal life, the struggles of being a parent, who have got to support and help each other. And numbers aren't the most important thing. They're a measure and it's good to celebrate that. But the most important thing is that we know that through the mission of our church, the parents have a support network. The children get to play and learn. That we know that being a new parent is pretty tough for those who have experienced it. Can I tell you, we are also praying that through the connections through the invites that we're going to see people come to experience and know Jesus through Rev Minis, aren't we? Rev Minis was started by Beck, as, as Megan said, with an idea saying, I'd love to get, you know, a few mums together and their kids together. We're only limited to a few in a house, right? Do you have a space where we can do it? We're able to open the doors to this place and, and see that start. Now, it's not just Beck. It was a good idea by Beck. We, we have a team of people who help out making sure it happens now. And so we're, again, very thankful to the, to the people who help make Rev Minis happen. But my encouragement this morning is that we, as a church, have a mission to carry out. And I want to tell you that we can do that wherever you are. This morning, the one thing I want you to remember is that you have a ministry, that you have a mission to carry out. We, um, uh, my prayer is that we see different ministries pop up in all sorts of places that don't have to necessarily be centred around just our church building here. We have life groups. We have a, a number of life groups around. And we know that God can use uh, us in whatever sphere we are. Am I making sense? 
I said before that carrying out this mission can be difficult at times though, right? Sometimes we don't know what to do. I'm going to say something that I think I say every single week is that we have a helper. Jesus talked about his mission to preach good news to the poor, to see captives set free, the blind may see. But did you notice what his first line was? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. We need the Holy Spirit to carry out this mission. We see the church start because the Holy Spirit was poured out on a group who were crying out for God. And so this morning, I believe that we as a church to carry out this mission, to see people saved and healed, to see disciples made, to see us become more and more like Jesus, and to see the kingdom of God come here on earth, I believe that we need the Holy Spirit to prompt us, to start those dreams. I want to tell you, I'd love this to be a church where we have ministry start, um, this is dangerous territory now, where I don't even know about them. That is dangerous. Maybe have a word to me at least once. But rather than us be something that's centralised here, where we're just putting on program every day of the week, how good would it be to see the church live out its mission. We have numerous people in schools. How good would it be to see God's mission carried out in those schools, in our workplaces, in our neighbourhoods? Hebrews 10, uh, 24 and 25 say this, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. I want us to spur each other on, to encourage each other to chase after this mission. Let's accomplish this mission together as a church. What we're going to do today is I want us... I want us to actually send each other off today. Sometimes at the end, we, 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 you know, we have a bit of a ministry time when we pray for God to, to come and, and I love those times. But today, I actually want this next five minutes or so for us to be sending each other into our weeks. That actually, rather than asking God, come and do what you need to do in our city, we're actually going to send each other and say, God, come and do what you need to do in our city through the person next to us. Is that cool? So I'm going to invite us all to stand, and I'm going to pray. But then I actually want us to turn to a few people, and I want you to pray and send that person into the week so that we might see God's kingdom come, that we might see people set free, that we may see people find and experience Jesus' love. Let's, let's pray. God, as we, uh, as we leave here today, as we go off into our, into our own uh, spheres of influence, we ask Holy Spirit for your help. We ask Holy Spirit for your prompting, for your guiding. And right now, 
in Jesus' name, I send you all out into your world so that we may see people set free and saved, that we may see people become more and more like you, Jesus, that we may see your kingdom come, that we may see heaven on earth, that we may see neighbourhoods transformed. I thank you that you have sent us all as messengers of your good news and doers of your good news. So Holy Spirit, come upon us. As we leave, may we be your body in action. We pray in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Now it's your turn. I want you to send each other, to encourage, spur each other on to good works of love that we may see God's kingdom come. Can we do that for a bit? Those extroverts in the room, can you make sure you move around as much as you can? Let the introverts kind of stay where they are. Uh, Let's do it. Let's spur each other on. Let's pray. Man, I'm praying that, that God starts some things, that He spurs some things on. All right, let's do it.